Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. The story of the disappearance of 21-year-old Lisa Marie Young from Nanaimo, British Columbia is particularly terrifying because it's one that I think a lot of us young women can imagine happening to us or someone that we know. Lisa was a bright, beautiful, independent, indigenous woman with a family who loves and misses her every single day, ever since she went missing in 2002. That warm summer night, Lisa had gone out to a nightclub to celebrate a friend's birthday. She was with a group that she trusted, and she had an amazing time that night until after they decided to leave the club and go to a house party. A stranger in a red Jaguar approached the group and offered to drive them, which they agreed to. They arrived at the first party safely, and the night continued until the early morning hours, until 
The man offered to take Lisa to go get some food. But once he had Lisa alone in his car, he didn't take her to get food. He basically held her hostage, driving her around to wherever he wanted to go and refusing to take her home no matter how many times she asked him. Lisa would not make it home that night, and she has not been heard from since. Obviously, this stranger with the red jaguar has been named by the police as a person of interest, but no charges have been laid. Most shockingly, Lisa has not been found, and no one knows what happened to her. I'm going to have a couple of links in my show notes for different ways that you can support Lisa's case and her family. It's been almost 21 years since Lisa went missing, and her family deserves to have answers. So let's jump right in. First of all, I want to thank the Native Women's Association of Canada for putting together a really beautiful story that I think perfectly highlights Lisa's short but impactful life. I will definitely have the link to the full story in my show notes, but it is what I used for the majority of my research in this case, so make sure you go check it out. Lisa Marie Young was born on May 5th, 1981 to her parents Joanne and Don in Nanaimo, British Columbia. Her mother was young at just 18 years old when Lisa was born, but she was very much loved and very much wanted by her parents. Lisa was this tiny bundle of bright eyes with long eyelashes and dark curly hair. Her grandmother Cecilia would say, quote, She was a beautiful little angel. She looked just like her mother. The family lived in a small two-bedroom apartment where Lisa had her own room with her own crib, but truthfully, she slept with her parents most of the nights. They were a very close-knit, loving family. Throughout tonight's story, you're going to hear so many examples of how Lisa was a go-getter and a firecracker. And this started at a very early age when she started to crawl at the age of just five months old. And just a few months later, her mom would report that she began walking. She literally just took off. Lisa had places to be, and she was going to be getting there quickly. What's kind of funny is that throughout Joanne's pregnancy with Lisa, she ate a vegetarian diet. It's just what she was craving. And when Lisa was a child, she decided to become a vegetarian herself. She was an incredibly sweet and gentle child who loved animals. She couldn't stand the thought of hurting them, killing them, and eating them. When I was reading about the kind of girl Lisa was growing up, she very much reminded me of my own little girl. Very much a girly girl who loved anything pink and sparkly. Her first bike was, of course, a pink one with streamers that were attached to the handlebars. Pretty sure I had the same one. She loved beadwork, and she would make her own beaded bags to wear around. She also always had a sparkly glitter pen in her hand, and she was known to dress up her two little brothers in girly outfits and makeup, which of course they hated. Speaking of her two little brothers, Lisa was very much a doting big sister. She was overprotective of them and very motherly, often taking them out to pick blueberries or to have picnics in the park. In school, Lisa excelled, and she was an absolute leader, and she would often volunteer to be a crosswalk guard. 
She applied for her first job to work at McDonald's, and when she wasn't working, she was always hanging out with her friends, playing basketball, or volunteering with the Department of Parks, Recreation, and Culture as a day camp leader. All of this to say, Lisa was a go-getter who was on the path to accomplish whatever she set out to do. And the tragedy of it all is that someone took that away from her and robbed the world of seeing what she could have become. Within the more recent years prior to Lisa's disappearance, she rocked jet black, long, beautiful hair and colorful makeup. She spent a large part of her time writing and painting with watercolors when she wasn't chatting with friends on the phone and meeting up for coffee dates. She had a very busy life and she loved every minute of it. Lisa was in the process of moving into a brand new apartment and she was getting ready to begin a new job that she was really excited for. She had a lot to look forward to. So what happened on June 30th, 2002 to cause Lisa Marie Young to disappear? Let's go through the timeline of events. It was Canada Day long weekend and a friend's birthday, so Lisa had a ton of big plans, as she usually did. In the early evening of June 29th, 21-year-old Lisa left her home in Nanaimo, BC to head downtown to meet up with a group of friends. They were going to be kicking off the evening at the Jungle Nightclub before heading over to Club 241. It was the birthday of a friend and an ex-boyfriend named Dallas Hewley. Though they had dated in the past, they were now just really good friends and he was a guy that she felt like she could trust. At approximately 2.30 a.m. in the early hours of June 30th, the bar was closing and Lisa and her group of friends were in the parking lot. They were making plans for where they should go next because they didn't want the events of the night to end. They decided to all head over to a house party to end the evening. There was a man hanging around the group who no one really seemed to know, but who seemed friendly enough. This man would later be identified as 27-year-old Christopher Adair, and it's unclear why he had decided to tag along with this group. He had driven a red Jaguar to the club, and he offered to give them all a ride to this house party. It was late, it would have been difficult to get a taxi at that time because everyone's leaving the bars, and this guy seemed friendly, so they all decided to agree to the drive. The group arrived at the house party safely and they spent a short time there before deciding to head to a second party, which was located in Cather's Lake. There was food served at this party, including lots of meat for a barbecue, but Lisa was a vegetarian, so there wasn't really much that she could eat. At this point, she hadn't eaten in quite some time, so she was starving and Adair offered to drive her to Subway, the sandwich restaurant, so that she could grab some food. Lisa agreed and thanked him, and they left the party alone together in this red Jaguar at around 3 a.m. I think many of us have been in this kind of situation where you've met someone new, and they seem nice enough, and while you wouldn't typically go with a stranger, you've now spent some time with this person a few hours, and they're offering to help you out. So you take it. Unfortunately now, Lisa was at this man's mercy. Adair did not take her to Subway so that she could get food. We know this because at around 4.30 a.m., she texted her friend Dallas, and she said that they hadn't actually gone to Subway. 
Instead, he took her to another house party where she didn't know anyone. She expressed to him at that time that she was worried for her safety. And then in one haunting final text, she said, quote, Come get me. They won't let me leave. Sure enough, it's Lisa on her cell phone. I call her back. She goes, Dallas, uh, I don't know what's going on. This guy won't bring me back. We're sitting in a driveway on Bowen Road and he won't bring me back. We're just sitting here. She's like, I'm bored. I'm getting pissed off. This would be the very last time that anyone would hear from Lisa Marie Young. As the sun rose that morning on June 30th, 2002, no one knew where she was or could reach her by phone. Lisa was supposed to be moving the rest of her belongings out of her old apartment and into her new apartment that weekend, but she didn't show up to move her things, and now she wasn't answering her cell phone. Her parents were immediately worried, but they tried to remain calm as they assured themselves she was likely just busy with moving. It wasn't until her old roommate showed up that they really began to panic. This roommate was looking for her because Lisa never came by her old place to move the rest of her belongings. Clearly, something was wrong. So her parents went back to Lisa's old apartment to find her address book so they could begin getting in touch with all of her friends to see if anyone knew where she might be. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factors chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factors fresh, never frozen meals that are also dietitian approved. No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle. And I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code NAPPER50 at factormeals.com slash NAPPER50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. One by one, her mother began going down the list of names of contacts and calling them to see if anyone had spoken to her. Her friends all told her that they had not seen her or talked to her since that house party. The last they saw her, she was leaving to go get something to eat with this man in the red jaguar. That has to be a mother's absolute worst nightmare. Your 21-year-old daughter has gone out the night before, and she's not been seen since she was seen leaving a house party with an unidentified man. So they called the police to report their daughter missing right away. But according to them, they were kind of blown off and told to call back when 48 hours had passed. This is the exact same response that was given to Amber Tuckerow's family. And if you're unfamiliar with her unsolved murder, I highly recommend listening to my episode. Amber was a young Indigenous woman who went missing, and her family was treated in a way that is very similar to how Lisa's family was initially treated. They also told her that she should wait longer to report her missing, and overall just made her feel like it wasn't a priority to find her. So let it be known that in Canada specifically, you do not have to wait any specific length of time to report a missing person. The police might deter you from filing right away because they don't think it's serious or pressing or maybe they just don't have the manpower to look, but you can push forward with it. And this is exactly what Lisa's mother did. She refused to wait any longer to report her daughter missing. She knew her daughter and she knew that this was out of character. She filed a report and then she gathered a group of friends and family to form a search party to begin looking for her right away. They checked at all of her known hangout spots, but there was no sign of Lisa. That night, a police officer visited Lisa's parents' home to get a description of their daughter and to get a photo that they could distribute. She was described as being 5'3", at about 115 pounds, with long, dark brown hair and brown eyes. She had one armband tattoo that had flowers and a heart in the middle. They told the police how their daughter had last been seen with this unknown man who was driving a red jaguar. 
They explained how it was totally out of character for her to be out of touch with her family for this long. They felt like something was really wrong. But again, Lisa's mother, Joanne, would say that she felt slighted in that moment. It was a Sunday night, and according to Joanne, the officer said that he would be off for the next four days and they should follow up with him on Friday. So on behalf of all mothers everywhere, hell to the no. Joanne decided to contact the media about her missing daughter, and the following day, there was a reporter at the home covering Lisa's story. Her description, photo, and the story of her disappearance was all over the news the following day. And now the police couldn't really put her case to the side any longer. There was a public call to find this older red Jaguar and the man who had been driving it. Which to me just seems to be blatantly obvious that this should have been done. A young lady is missing, and her last text message was with regards to this unidentified man in the Jaguar, and how he wouldn't take her home. Getting a description of the vehicle out to the public really should have been an immediate step in my opinion. Joanne was the one who had to spearhead this initiative, and thankfully she did. It did not take long to identify 27-year-old Christopher Adair as the strange man with the red jaguar who just so happened to be the last one to see Lisa Marie Young. It took them almost a month to get around to it, but Adair was interviewed by the police, where he basically gave them nothing. Lisa's mother Joanne was even given the opportunity to ask him where her daughter was, to which he replied, I can't, I'm sorry. He claimed that Lisa left the house party by foot and that she was going to try to catch a taxi to get the rest of the way home. This explanation didn't make any sense to Lisa's mother, who knew that she had recently hurt her ankle and had surgery on it, so she wouldn't be leaving by foot. He gave no information at all that could be helpful in finding Lisa, and one has to wonder why. The police have said that he has remained a person of interest, though no charges have ever been laid against him. So who is Christopher Adair? At the time, he was a 27-year-old man from a very wealthy family. The Adair family has a successful real estate business and many other dabblings. As it turns out, Christopher did not actually own that fancy red Jaguar that he had been driving that night. It belonged to his grandmother. This infamous red jaguar would be searched by authorities, but it was released back to the family, so one can assume that nothing was found. Shortly after it was returned back to the Adair family, it was sold off. Christopher Adair has a lengthy criminal rap sheet. He's been charged with attempted sexual assault, choking with intent, credit card fraud, assault, and several other crimes that we know of. He also has a history with domestic violence and fraud, and he is by no means known to be a good guy. He was also known to run with a shady crowd of gang members and drug dealers, which has to make you question what kind of party he brought Lisa to and who may have been there to hurt her. Unfortunately, Christopher Adair has not cooperated with authorities or Lisa's family in any way. 
and he is the only person of interest in Lisa's disappearance, which many, including the police and her family, believe to be a murder. It's not a matter of identifying the man in the Red Jaguar, the last man to see Lisa Marie Young alive, because that's already been done. Now it's a matter of sharing Lisa's story in hopes that someone out there has information that could lead to an arrest. What is needed in Lisa's case is evidence. While Lisa's family and friends have worked tirelessly to get her story out there and put pressure on law enforcement and to call for people to come forward, Adair has allegedly been living in Turkey. He likes to travel a lot and live a very private life abroad. He has not been cooperative in providing information that could lead to finding Lisa. And that is basically what we know about this case. The police have more information that they've gained through interviews with Lisa's friends and some of the other people that she came into contact with that night. But in order to protect the integrity of the case, they're keeping a lot of information private. But this is still an active, ongoing investigation into Lisa Marie Young's disappearance, which again is ultimately believed to be a homicide. What is needed now is for people to come forward with any information that they have that could help solve Lisa's case. As a reminder, Lisa's final text to her friend Dallas was, quote, Come get me. They won't let me leave. They. Who are they? We need to know who this they is. Lisa was stuck at this house party with a group of people that she didn't know, including Adair. Allegedly, there were drug dealers and gang members at this house party, but no one has come forward with any information that could help. Her family and friends are raising money to purchase signs with Lisa's face on them to give out to residents of Nanaimo. They want to keep her face, her story, her spirit alive, and they want to get people talking about it. Lisa is very much loved and missed every single day, and they want to keep her memory alive. It's a small community, and someone knows something that could help. If you're interested in donating towards the purchase of signs or helping out the family in any other way with their pursuit of justice, check out the Facebook page. Make sure you check out the Lisa Marie Young Facebook group. I'll also have the link in my show notes. This July, it will be the 21st anniversary of Lisa Marie Young's disappearance. She is one of thousands of Indigenous women and girls who are missing or believed to have been murdered just in the last 30 years. According to a report by the National Inquiry into Murdered and Missing Indigenous Women and Girls, Indigenous women are six times more likely to be murdered than non-Indigenous women. Completed numerous searches in the last year to try and find Lisa. And that's based on new information coming in and based on historic information. And those searches were extensive and detailed. And we have more of those searches planned in, in the future. And it took great courage for those people to come forward and provide us statements and provide information that is credible and and important for the investigation. Whether it be a, a small piece of information or they spoke to the police, uh, 
18 years ago and they feel like they still have that piece of information, we're just asking that people come talk to us. To help us bring Lisa home, if you could please come forward and bring peace to Lisa and our family. Lisa did not simply vanish into thin air almost 21 years ago. Someone did something to her, and there needs to be consequences for that. Above all else, Lisa's family want to know where she is so that they can bring her home. She was a beautiful, vibrant young woman who deserves the respect of being returned to her parents. If you have any information about Lisa's disappearance, or if you happen to have witnessed this red jaguar driving around Nanaimo, BC in the early morning hours of June 30th, 2002, you're asked to contact the RCMP at 250-754-2345. Fresh leads are absolutely key here. There's also a $50,000 reward that's being offered for any information that leads to finding Lisa or to an arrest. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper or I post things on TikTok and my username is Serial Napper Nick. That's all one word. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. And if you're not watching on YouTube, I do post my podcast in video format over there on YouTube. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye. I'm Dean, I'm the dad. I'm Laura, I'm the mom. And I'm Crystalyn, I'm the daughter. And together we are... Family Plot! The Family Plot Podcast, a show where we discuss history, folklore, true crime, and the paranormal. Minus all the oogie bits. We are PG-13. Don't ruin the commercial. Catch us looking into special topics like the origins of fairy tales, Sherlock Holmes, and the trial of Dr. Hyde and Mr. Swope. Find out who Dad Man Crush is. Or what happens in Krista's Corner. But behave you two, so come be a part of the fam. Available on Google, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Family Plot Podcast. Bye!